0: Good morning, Mercy Culture. Come on, it's our one-year anniversary. Happy birthday, Mercy Culture Church. It's so good to see you all this morning. I think everybody waited and came to the second service. Y'all knew the free food was after this service. We came in. I came out from backstage after first service, and there was nobody here. I was like, oh, they're waiting for the food trucks. I know what's happening here. Smart people. As you know, I connect with God through food. Just kidding. um, The vision of Mercy Culture Church is to take people from corporate encounters with God. You all know the vision because we say it around here all the time because it is so vitally important to a healthy and a sustainable life with the Lord. How many of you enjoyed that corporate encounter we just had with the Lord? Incredible. Incredible. Can we give our worship team a hand? Come on. For those of you that don't know, they get here in the tent at 6.30 in the morning and begin setting up and, oh, I'm sorry, six. They, they corrected that. I forgot. You better give them that half an hour. They get here at 6 a.m. and set up and worship and steward. But not only that, they steward a daily personal relationship with God. Do you want to be useful and impactful in the kingdom of the Lord Do you want to have success in your life? I think a lot of churches, a lot of pastors, a lot of our culture spend a lot of time telling us how to live our best lives. And there's a lot of self-help seminars and conversations and, and all of these things on how to be successful and how to make an impact and how to be happy and how to do all of those things. I want to break it down for you. Encounter the Lord every day. Because if you can hear the voice of the Lord and then have the faith to step out in obedience to what he told you to do, you cannot fail. I said you cannot fail. Why? Because God is smarter than you. And he is certainly smarter than me. And when we can hear his voice and obey him, then we have the favor of the Lord that comes through the obedience to his voice. And when you've got the favor of the Lord, that's all you need. Because when you've got the favor of the Lord, nothing can take you out. When you're favored by God, they can lie about you, they can cheat on you, your, your business partner can steal your money, you can have problems at job, the person that doesn't do anything, they're the ones that got the, the, the raise and the promotion and you were overlooked again, and it doesn't matter because you have the favor of the Lord. And when you seek after God's favor, you don't need anybody else's, amen? And so we are passionate about helping people discover how they best connect with God. How, do you, how can you make a relationship with the Lord fun and interesting and vibrant? It is possible. Some of us were raised in church, and we sort of had this idea that our daily time with the Lord needed to be painful. Anybody ever feel that before? You needed, it needed to be a punishment. So they talked a lot about a quiet time. No thank you. That was not my, that's not how I connect with the Lord. So that you would read a little book and close the, you know, it just, it felt like it had to be difficult and painful, but a relationship with Jesus is vibrant and fun and exciting. And you don't just speak, you listen and you hear his voice. And when you begin to walk in obedience to him and you see the fruit of that, you can't wait to get into the presence of God. You can't wait until you can encounter him again. So we want to help you discover that. Just text the word "connect" to 59090, and we will go through that. But today, we are we have a little bit of a different setup than we don't normally have. Just people sitting behind me while I preach. That's not normally what I, they're supposed to just be yelling "Amen" the whole time. It's not how it usually works. But oh, my name is Les. I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Culture Waco. It's my beautiful wife, Nikki. Look at everything he's done. Look at what the Lord has done. Ah, look at what the Lord has done. A year ago, Mercy Culture Waco was a a dream, a prayer, a a word from the Lord, a step of obedience to him. And now God is touching people all over the city and all throughout Central Texas and lives have been changed. We have a few of those people here with us this morning. They're going to talk about some of the ways that small groups and serve team and MC Connect has touched and impacted their lives. So guys, can you introduce
1: yourselves?
2: Yeah. Uh, my name is Alec and I serve on the facilities team.
1: I'm Clay and I serve in production.
3: I'm Anna. I serve in store and soon medical. Yes.
4: I'm Savannah and I serve in MC Connect.
5: And I'm Kellen, I also serve in MC Connect.
0: So you, Alec, you've been talking to us about, I've heard your testimony a bit about how uh, serving the house of the Lord has really impacted your life. And I know you serve in facilities and you help keep this place um, running. And that entails a lot when you're in a tent. We'll talk about that in a minute. No, we're not staying here. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it, it, it entails a lot of work, and, and like Nikki just said, you don't see a lot of it. Can you just talk about how serving the house of the Lord has impacted your
2: life? There are so many things uh, I could say, honestly. Um, but I, whenever I first came to Mercy Culture and started serving, there was a culture shock. Like, literally, the culture just shocked me. And um, whenever I, I realized through serving that, I am leading and everyone else on the serve team is leading in the same way that you two are. It just looks different. And we're not built around any ministry, any person. It's just built around the presence of God. And so being in the culture and actively walking in it, I mean, has has helped me grow so much in leadership and, and just in my walk with Christ. I've grown more in the past six months than I have in the past two years prior to that. And um, I just think that de- watching the culture play out has—it's—it's um, it's really changed me. It really has, and um, I've learned to encounter the Lord through serving, um, through doing the small stuff and changing wood and cleaning bathrooms. You know, like the Lord is constantly present, and it's encouraged. And there's hedges built so that we can keep it that way, and so that God stays at the center. And so I think that's—that's kind of how serving this house has impacted me.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I'm sorry, I got to tell this story really quickly. A couple of weeks ago, we were having problems with our restroom trailers, which are right out those doors. And there was an issue. There's always something. And they weren't working. They weren't operational. And church was starting, I think it was last Sunday, it was Easter. It was a big, kind of a big service. A lot of people were here. And uh, the the facilities team went over to our construction site, the building that we're building, and there are construction porta-potties out there for those teams. They went over... They cleaned them. They sanitized them. They picked them up and moved them out in front of the tent. And then when we went outside, somebody went out just to see what was going on. And the facilities team was around those porta-potties, laying hands on them and praying. Come on. That even when people have to use the restroom, they would encounter the presence of the Lord. I mean, it's funny but that's what serving the house of the Lord can do and means. And I don't care what area it is that you are serving, you are building God's house. There's a, there's a purpose behind it. And I'm not going to get off on it, but there's a story that I tell that of, a, of a man who I know that got saved because somebody was in the parking lot with a giant foam finger dancing around, enjoying themselves, directing people to traffic, and just the love and the joy that that man had for God's house broke down walls around this man, and he gave his life to Jesus. So it doesn't matter where you're serving, you're making such an impact in the house of the Lord.
6: That's right. Um, this is Clay and Anna. Um, I was thinking about how incredible groups are. Groups are where we find community. It's where we build trust, And it is just one of the most, I feel, vital parts of the church is building that trust with your community. Can you guys tell us one of your favorite things that you've experienced not only being in a group but also leading a group? Anna leads a group with Lauren, our worship leader. And I just want to hear from you guys what what you've experienced.
1: Yeah, so I I think for me, um, we got to watch how Pastor Les and Pastor Nikki lead in the leadership group. And so that really taught me how to lead and live the values each day, um, it actually translated into multiple facets of our life. But most recently we had some friends and we had a disagreement and Anna and I were praying about it. And we're like, okay, how do we handle this? Well, let's live the values. And so what we chose to do was press in, lean into awkward and not settle for um, letting it fester. And so we just took care of it right away, and we watched that happen through our leaders. Then we were able to bring that into our family and live those values and change other believers' lives who weren't at mercy culture, but they saw that. And after we were done with our conversation, we FaceTimed with them and worked it all out. And then they were like, wow, we feel light. This is different. Like, usually there's a, there's a point in the relationship where you can, you can walk away yeah. and you can say, okay, that season is done with those people. Or you can really lean in and actually grow where the verse says, iron sharpens iron. And we experienced that because of our values. And before, honestly, we would have walked away. We we would have probably said, we're done with that relationship. And then uh, we would have lost all the benefit and the growth there. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. That's so true. Um, Just about walking in community, like Clay and I experienced how just the power of community and how important it is to be walking with people and how the enemy would love to operate in the dark. Um, But when you walk with other people, like-minded people, he doesn't get to do that. And there's a certain authority that you take and some ground that you take back, uh, walking with people instead of walking in isolation. Um, And so with groups, specifically, we like to Uh, really focus on authenticity and uh, trust. So, again, leaning into awkward, not being fake. uh, That's where you really grow and where you experience that freedom. And just like here at church, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so he shows up each week, and we're just blown away by what he's done in groups. So I would encourage all of you to get in a group.
0: If you don't know, small groups is, is one of the avenues, like they've all so eloquently said, that we build trust and community with one another. You don't have to be a member to be in a small group. We have many people that are part of our groups that don't yet attend Mercy Culture. For a lot of folks, it's their first step into becoming a part of the Mercy Culture community. And so if you're not in a group and you've been saying, hey, I wish that there was some way that I could get connected and begin to build relationships and friendships, that is the best way to do so. So I want to encourage you, take the first step. Um, for some some folks, it can be scary. I know there are some introverts in the room, and sometimes it can be scary to just show up as <laughs> <laughs> one of them. It can be scary to just sort of show up at somebody's house, but... Um, that it it really is worth taking that step and and building community that will get you through difficult times.
6: I just want to point out real quick one thing that she had said in first service is that in their group, it's never... And it's what the church is. We're not built around one person. And so in their group, what we're getting to watch and see unfold is that people are coming in and rising and starting to lead themselves. And so it's not one person leading the group. Everybody has a part to play and something to say with their daily encounter or their experience in life. And Revelations 12, 11 says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And these groups are an opportunity to come in and hear about people's testimonies in their life. And it brings freedom.
0: and we have food at them a lot of times too which is a blessing all right kellen and savannah we're so thankful for you guys y'all have one of the coolest stories of coming to mercy culture and becoming a part why don't you tell us a little bit of how you decided how you heard the lord to come and be a part of mercy culture waco
5: yeah well um it was crazy. <laughs> uh, we were, uh, a, a year ago this month, uh, the Lord told us to take a sabbatical and for the month of April. And we were just in a transition, and we knew that, but we didn't know what was next. We lived in Houston at the time. And we planned a trip. We kind of knew about Mercy culture. We had some relationships with some people from Fort Worth, but we'd never been to a service. And so we said, well, you know, we'll just visit you know, it'll be cool. Like I said last time, we'll get the sticker, you know, it'll be, it'll be cool. And uh, we showed up and God just wrecked us. And I felt like coming into this service, the Lord just told me to share what we walked through in from that moment on. So today is day 365. It was it was April 17th.
7: <laughs>
5: I mean, we meet people from Mercy Culture Fort Worth. We're like, we've still never been to a service there. And we're kind of like, I mean, why would we go to a service there when we can be at MC Waco? Like God is here. He's here. Um, but we, we just came to that service and God moved in a really powerful way. Uh, Pastor Jasmine, we didn't know her at the time, but she had a word for us that was just, it it was life-changing. And so we were like, well, maybe we can make it back next week. (laughs) And so we came the following week, and then we were like, maybe we'll make it back next week. And so I'm not kidding. We were driving from Houston to here to come to service on Sunday night. Sometimes we got home at midnight after service because service goes as long as service goes. (laughs) But uh, here's what transformed. First of all, I just want to say, it was difficult. It was obedience. The Lord was drawing us to Waco, but it was hard. We were driving here, and we were pulling off, and one of our kids was, like, getting sick from motion sickness driving, and we were just like, and the words that we said is, I don't know if this is sustainable. But we finished the drive, and we showed up, and God showed up, and he moved again, and we said, okay. (laughs) And it was hard, but it was good. And ultimately, the Lord said, This is where I want you to be. And so we moved our family again. Um, And I felt like the Lord just told me to honor my my oldest son, Titan. And he's serving in production today. and, and, um, and I do that because, Titan, you had so much faith to believe with us that this is what the Lord was saying. And it took you away from friends, and you continued to see the Lord in it. And this morning on our way to church, y'all don't know this yet, Titan texted Savannah and I, and he said, I feel like the Lord's telling me to get baptized again today. And, and it, was, um, it was a moment where we just say, we, we trust you to do what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But what his, his words in the text to us were, I'm not the same as I was before we came to Mercy Culture. And, and it, I, I mean, definitely for all of our kids and Savannah for all of us. But uh, that was the process. And in early June, the Lord said, this is where I'm calling you to be. So we put our house up for sale, sold our house, um, well, Actually, we we moved down here before we had sold our house, and uh, and uh, we moved here in July, and it was hot, <laughs> and we were intense, and uh, but but God was here, so and it was intense. It was intense, intense. <laughs>
0: boom, boom, sorry about that. Peak dad joke. I apologize for that. Well, we could just go home after that. That was how do you top that testimony? But. Kellen was you just so beautifully articulated um, the really the heart of mercy culture, which as I said earlier, it's just to hear the Lord and do what he said to do. Yeah. We're not here in Waco because we were bored <laughs> and we needed something to do. So if you don't know, Mercy Culture Waco is a location of mercy culture that was planted in Fort Worth, Texas, four years ago. And there's been supernatural favor in Fort Worth, and thousands of people gather every single week to encounter the Lord. And Nikki and I have had this heart for for this city for years, and we've been coming here and praying and believing God, and Mercy Culture elders called us and and said, hey, we we feel like this is what the Lord is saying, and what do you think, and go back and pray, and we all heard the Lord, and we came at the invitation of the Father to plant Mercy Culture Waco. It's His... It's his idea. And there's a reason we're in a tent. It's because the Lord told us to do it. And there's a reason we just finished 24 hours of prayer and worship from 6 p.m. Friday to 6 p.m. Saturday. Yeah. It's not a church growth strategy. Because none of y'all were here. No. Many of you were here. I'm totally kidding. Many of you are here. It's not a church growth strategy, though, right? You don't say, come to our church at 3 o'clock in the morning on a, on a Saturday morning. It's obedience to the Lord. And that's what, that's what we try to do at Mercy Culture and in our everyday lives is hear the Lord and obey. And, and MC Connect has been game-changing in helping people to hear the Lord. Savannah, do you want to tell us a little bit about, yeah. about that, about MC Connect?
4: So now that I follow that up... Um, okay. So MC Connect is part of our discipleship and membership here. Um, And it's, I mean, Pastor Les already said it, it's life-changing. And many of you have heard him say how he walked in and they walked in. He and Pastor Nikki walked in to their MC Connect not expecting what they got and walked out blubbering, crying, life changed, and it was the same for us. Um, And it's not because there's something Um, it's not because it's something that man does. It's because of what God does in that room. It's because of the way that God uses the connectors to speak over you when you come in. It's about teaching you how to have a daily encounter and teaching you how how you connect with God the best how you connect with God the best in all the ways. You see how we advertise how the different ways we connect with God and we have ways that we connect with God each of our own in our own way and it teaches you how to grow in that. And then there's also a point where prophetic words are released over you and the connectors take the time to steward you, your name, your life, and they pray and ask the Lord what to speak in and through you. And I actually just got to finish an appointment a while ago in between services. And um, it was amazing to see what sometimes not knowing what God is saying in, in, in you to speak. You're like, God, I don't know. That makes sense. But okay, I'm going to share it anyways. But being able to share what the Lord has laid on your heart for somebody else and then see them sit there and go, yeah yeah, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yes, I that resonates with my spirit. And so that happened to us too, being able to walk that out and words that were spoken over us were confirmation of exactly what we needed to do and in the timing that we needed to hear it.
0: So good. The process of MC Connect, for those of you that don't know, MC Connect, like we said, is the way that we disciple people into daily encounters. It is also the first step into joining and becoming part of Mercy Culture Church. Uh, Don't be a six-month visitor. just want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. Nikki just said it. That's weird. weird. (laughs) Don't be the person that comes and visits and then just stays forever. No. (laughs) Take the leap, take the leap and join and just release the fear. If you're hearing the voice of the Lord say, this is the house I've called you to. I want to encourage you today. Text that word, connect and begin the process and the way that you join mercy culture we'll send you a link you watch some videos at your own pace you learn about our culture our vision our values leadership standards and unique characteristics watch some videos from us from pastor Landon and pastor heather and you go through that they're 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 amazing and then you have like savannah talked about your mc connect appointment before that you take an assessment that you just answer a few very simple questions and it helps you to discover how you best connect with God and our connectors will walk you through that and give you those prophetic words, develop a, a personalized connect with God plan for you and we just want to, to link arm in arm with you and help you in your walk with the Lord. So I'm gonna encourage you today, take the step. you been waiting for a word from the Lord, consider this it. Take the step and let's do it. Can we thank our panel this morning? You guys would turn your attention to the screen. We have a couple of videos for you. We've got a couple of big things coming up. First of all, we are launching SLS here in Waco. (laughs) What is SLS? It is our our spiritual leadership school. It launched two two years ago in Fort Worth, and now we are launching right here in Waco. We'll be in our new building. We are so excited. Um, If you would like more information, you want to apply for SLS right here in Waco today only. Um, the application fee is going from $100 to $25 today. So just text the word SLS to 59090, and then the promo code is up there in red. It's SLSWACO23. You'll enter that in when it's time to pay that application fee. And uh, we'd love for you to join us. It's gonna be an exciting year at SLS. And then also, we are having our first ever Holy Land Tour. We're going to Israel. Yeah. We are so excited to be taking a trip to Israel. There are many of you who have come and said, we want to go to Israel, but you went online and it's full. So we are full for our Holy Land tour. However, I've been in conversations with our tour company and we're going to expand the capacity, but you must sign up for the wait list like today. So we're going to take the people that are on the wait list and be able to go back to them um, with, you can't just say, I'm interested. You got to sign up for the waiting list. So we have a name and information, then go back to them and expand the capacity for that trip. So how many of you want to go to Israel? Come on. It's going to be a life-changing trip, so please sign up for the waitlist today so that we have all of the relevant information so that we can get that trip, uh, that, that expanded for all of us to go. I'm really excited about it. All right, let's welcome our second panel. Just uh, a portion of the leadership of uh, our launch team when we first, first launched. So you guys want to introduce yourself?
8: Yes, I'm Jordan, one of the pastors here.
9: I'm Shandell, one of the pastors here.
8: I'm Joel, I serve on
10: production.
11: I'm Crystal, I serve in communications.
12: I'm Lauren, I serve as our worship director. I'm Haley, I help launch MC Kids.
0: Haley, as she said, helped us to launch Mercy Culture Kids and develop that and teach our children how to encounter the Lord. She has since moved on, and she's doing consulting for churches all over the country and their kids' ministries and helping them encounter the Lord and doing missions work. We're so proud of Haley, but she couldn't miss our one-year anniversary. So we had to come back. We love you, Haley. Anybody have any stories from the very beginning Um, We had interest nights in Fort Worth where we just invited people that were part of the Fort Worth campus that, hey, you interested in coming to Waco. And we had a couple of other things. Anybody have some stories from those times? It's a great picture.
11: (laughs) So one of my earliest memories of it was the first event I came down with. It might have been the first event with Mercy Culture Waco. Um, We had felt in our heart that the Lord was calling us here. And so I felt that I needed to be a part of every single thing from the beginning, so that I didn't miss what the Lord wanted me to get in this season. And we came down, and it was a it was a prayer day, and we prayed in three different parts of the city. And we we kind of weren't sure if this was gonna be our building at the time, and we came here and prayed anyway. And our I, I see my kid my kids are homeschooled, so I got to bring them, and they're praying over the building, and we're worshiping. Lauren's on our guitar. And I, I look up, and I see my husband worshiping for the first time ever. It was answered prayers right there on the corner of that building. And as we were praying, I was I was really struggling with having to leave my family and move down here and going back and forth with the Lord. Like, really? Did you really say? Yeah, that's the enemy. <laughs> um, but Out there in that parking lot, the Lord said, I want to be here. I want to be here. And he invited me to come be a part. And it is such an honor to serve this house and that he wanted to bring us here and bless my entire family. Chains are falling off. And I'm just seeing changes in my children and in my husband that only the step of obedience, I feel like, could have unlocked. And so... Um, It's just changed our lives. We know that we had to come through Waco, Texas for whatever the Lord wants to do in and through us. And so we're so thankful for this property. I think there's something significant about this property is where my husband worshiped. After 11 years, guys, it wasn't that we had just met. It wasn't that we had been to a few worship services. We had been going to church since we were dating together. And that's where I saw my husband worship the Lord.
10: First memories. Um, I very vividly remember. If it wasn't the first, it was the second interest night in MC Central in Fort Worth, where I came because Pastor Landon announced Waco, and I felt a leap in my spirit. And I was like, "Lord, no!" <laughs> and he was like, "Like just go." And so I, I go, and I remember um, being present. And Pastor Les, I think you said something along the lines of, "If you're not sure what's happening, ask the Lord." And whether you hear yes or no, work with that. Like, start there. And so I was like, Lord, yes or no? And he was like, yes. I was like, oh, goodness. (laughs) And I, like, the very next interest night, I was, like, I told Lauren right at the end of that night. I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'll serve. And so she, like, slotted me to, like, drum for the thing or something like that. And she came to me, like, three hours before. So she's like, hey, I don't want you to drum. I was like okay. And she was like, I just want you to serve in the worship room in production. I was like, I don't know anything about production. What does that mean? And so I just start shadowing and just like serving because the Lord told me as we began that journey further, like just serve with no strings attached. Just do it. Just wherever you're asked, serve. And I remember how that small yes turned into character development, spiritual development, leadership growth, like I can see that yes uh, over a year later and how it has radically changed my life and it is like what I would think of as a fork in the road in my life of an opportunity when I could have said, I don't, I have a thing in Dallas, my family's in Fort Worth, I don't want to do that to now, like, I see the mapping of my life unfold because someone asked me to serve in something that I didn't really know if I should or not. I didn't even know what an XLR cable or a quarter inch is. So i like, what is that? Like, me too, that's where I was. Like, like, all of this stuff, I had no idea. And through, like, people humbling themselves to train me, people just seeing something in me and just desiring, yeah, I want to equip this young man. And watching that unfold into all the greater things, I can't imagine.
12: So on that, the activation in leadership that you guys feel and see on a week-to-week basis started with those of us that were up here. I remember at one of the team nights, I think it was actually the very first team night, uh, Pastor Les was leading pre-service prayer and had called the kids team up. And so I'm up there because I was doing kids. And I don't remember exactly what you said to me, but I think you handed me the mic and said, pray over your team. And that one, I'm going to cry. I'm a mess. It's fine. I've been crying all day. Um, that one phrase shifted everything for me. And the Lord actually reminded me of it during worship this morning. He reminded me of that moment and said, that's where you were activated into the leadership that I stepped into and walked in for the eight months that I was here. Um, and so know that what you guys are feeling, we've been walking through and it's, it's made what, God is doing now possible. So surrender to the process and allow the Lord to do what He wants to do because it's going to take you further and higher and faster than you could have ever asked or imagined.
7: Um,
12: I remember, um, so I went on
13: vacation in April last year and I came back and we were in tents and we just bought these tents. No, the Lord, we did not, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were not no um the Lord invited us to to partner in tents in this way and I remember um, I had led worship a few times on the stage and for the first time that I wasn't leading worship on stage I sat right there and I was able to put my face in the ground for the first time and I remember it was a supernatural moment where I felt like I could smell like the people who'd walked back and forth here asking for God to bring a move into Waco specifically into East Waco and I remember just weeping on the floor and the Lord began to show me faces of people, why He brought us here, yeah. why He wanted us to be here, who He wanted us to connect with and to love and to be loved by. Um, and I just feel like even when, before we decided to, not decided, the Lord invited our family here, <laughs> um, uh, we actually knew pretty much immediately when we were invited to pray that it was a yes. Uh, but when we came to wake, I remember we walked down, uh, I think it was Franklin Avenue, and we looked to the right and we saw some homes that are, I think it was in a, apartment complex where people were um, experiencing some really crazy stuff and then to our left there was a really nice restaurant and we just saw the dichotomy in the city and we saw how the Lord was saying I want to send people here who will see with my eyes and who will (laughs) decide to partner with his heart Um, and so I just feel like even us now like getting to experience what God has done but that memory of being right there on the ground the Lord saying would you listen to what I'm listening to would you smell what I'm smelling would you see what I'm seeing would you see the people And their faces. Um, And so
6: that's been my greatest memory in the tents this last year. That's so good. I feel like we're all marked by these moments. Uh, My husband tells a story about when he got rededicated to the Lord and how there is a spot on the floor that he can go back to and tell you right here is where the Lord wrecked my life. And I'm never the same. And one of those moments was the same for me in the smell and what was going on in here, thinking, wow, one day we're going to be able to tell our kids and our grandkids that we were in a tent, like old revival days, like we're in a tent. But my very favorite, several times we had had these experiences where the Lord just came in and wrecked us and nobody would leave the tent. Every time we would dismiss service, nobody would leave. We just kept like like remaining here. We couldn't leave his presence. But this one in particular time We were in the middle of worship, and all of a sudden, nobody was playing. No singer could sing a a song. No musician could play a note. And right here in the front, I'm here with my face down, and we begin to hear this cry and this wail. And it was from one person, and it was my little six-year-old girl. And she began to cry out to the Lord In a way that she had not been taught. She felt it. She felt his presence. And she began to usher the entire tent into intercession. And as she began to cry out, there's pictures of it. I know that it's come through the reel. But she began to cry out, and this cry erupted in the entire tent. And after being dismissed four times, nobody could get off the floor. We didn't want to leave. We didn't want to get out of his presence. And I remember looking over at my husband, and he sits up and he's pulling gravel off of his forehead <laughs> because he was face planted in the ground. We have rugs now, y'all, <laughs> at least that. But I will never forget the smell of this dirt. And if we can't take what we have experienced here over into that building, I will stay here forever. I don't want to go into that building without his presence. And I know that he's going to come with us. But I don't want to ever forget these days in this tent. It was so, it's been so powerful. And I've looked around the room today at the faces that I've seen over this entire year and the people that have grown and the leaders in this room. And I am, I'm wrecked at what he's done this last year. And it's like he said, Pastor Jordan said, it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Pastor Jordan, why don't you tell us about the building do you, you have any updates with the building? Tell I us do.
8: So we're not going to be in these tents forever. Not sure if you knew that. But we've got a building right out there, and it's under construction. And I just want to give you guys a little sneak peek about what's been going on. So we've got these beautiful new glass storefront doors. I don't know if you saw them when you drove up. But I remember when I drove up, I was like, let's go! Because it had this big garage door, you know, and it kind of just felt like a warehouse or something and
0: and yes one of our brand new doors is shattered but we're getting it fixed our landscaper praise the lord for him accidentally kicked up a rock and if you walk by it's shattered but we're getting it fixed all right go ahead
9: Okay, I'm gonna steal it for a second because I have a memory from when we first saw the doors. We were with Pastor Nikki and we all jump out of the car like little kids at a candy shop and we're like, oh my gosh, we have a door. And then we're running through the building because there's more than one door in the building now.
8: Which was kind of a surprise. We didn't know that there was gonna be more doors. We thought that was the extent of the doors. So there's actually doors past the doors. Um, But you'll see on the screen, You walk in, and guys, it's so cool to walk through this place. We've got plumbing, which we don't have now. We've got a sound booth, which we do have, but this one is even better. There it is. Look at that concrete. Beautiful. We've got walls being built. We don't have those. We're going to have them. We've got pallets of carpet. Pallets. We've got pallets of wood flooring. They've got HVAC run. They've got electrical run. That's a picture of the carpet right there. That's beautiful. Look at that! Look at that pattern. It's like a tritone. It's, it's good. That's the that's the entrance right there. If you're looking in, that's the sanctuary. This is like the main hall. It's like I'm doing a little tour right now. This is funny. Welcome to Mercy Culture Tours. And we've got we've <laughs> we've got we got insulation up in the ceilings. We've got acoustic insulations. We got a new roof. Praise God. They just installed that an entire roof over the whole thing. We've got it all. There's the plumbing. I'm really excited. I, I probably walk through the building like two or three times a week just looking at it, looking at the drywall, you know? It's beautiful.
0: I, I really can't wait. Listen, folks, we've been in here a long time, okay?
7: <laughs> it's been a year.
0: Don't judge us. There was times in this last summer, the worst summer In the history of all summers, last summer, I, it was was the best of times, it was the worst of times. (laughs) I grew up in Texas all my life, I never been so hot in all of my live long days. It was 186 degrees at midnight every day, all summer long. It didn't rain for nine months. I mean, it was just like, what is happening? And there'll be times where we're driving up to the tent and it's evening services and it's 105 degrees outside. That's not an exaggeration. That's a literal number. And we're driving up
8: for real. Oh, and we didn't have AC then. We
0: did not have air conditioning and we're driving here. And I look at my wife and I go, nobody's coming. Nobody, it's just going to be us and the kids. Who in their right mind...
8: And the swamp coolers.
0: ...is showing up? And y'all just came and sweated it out, and we've... We've just encountered God in the most incredible ways. It's been amazing, but we are getting in that building soon and very soon. So it looks like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell them. It looks like we'll be in the building, uh, in the... <laughs> Laura Lynn, stand up Laura Lynn. Stand up Laura Lynn. Laura Lynn works for the company, the construction company who is managing the project. And she's looking at me like, do not give them a date. I will kill you. Because they've given me more than one date. And um, praise the Lord. If you have any question about the building, just see Lurlin.
8: Her number will be on the screen.
0: Her number is right there. That'll be changed before church is over. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't talk to her about it. Just but we hope to be in. We are. It is this summer. We will be in this summer. Um, and so we just have a few weeks left. And we're so excited. But we want to steward this time well that we're here. All right. We've got a wrap-up. We could talk for hours. We've got a wrap-up video. We want to show you a, a little bit of what God has done over this last year at Mercy Culture. Let's watch the screens together.
1: Our next Mercy Culture campus will be in Waco, Waco Texas. Texas!
6: You, you have an amazing delivering anointing. But
7: God says, I'm gonna use you to bring the prodigals home.
6: I'm gonna use you to bring those who and beyond for this anointing
12: thank you lord for university revival greater than you can imagine and dream you are sitting
6: in the fruit of not the work of man
12: but the heart of your heavenly Father that has brought you to this place for
9: such a time as this. And
0: Father, I declare over Mercy Culture Wego that this church won't look like anything else in our city. And we will not be afraid to be different. We will not be afraid to look different. We will not bow to the spirit of conformity. We will rock. Bondage of depression will be broken. The lie of divorce will be broken off of families.
2: Part of the reason of being under this tent was to expand territory. Every time you do a serve day on Saturday, you're expanding territory. Every time you worship under this property, on this property, you're expanding territory.
12: I declare in the name of jesus that mercy culture waco will be a meshach shadrach and a Benedicto that says if you show up okay god but if you don't
7: you're
8: still gone but god needed the dna that's on the cody's to be here to release another deposit to take waco to the next level of what, what he wants to do praying for me early, I saw all up and down, I-35, that God was making I-35 an Isaiah 35 highway of holiness. One day I was praying,
0: he took me to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20, and it says, through this new way that God was tearing the veil to take us into the most holy place, it's Hebrew 1020, and he said, at 1020, I want to take you to the veil, to the most holy place. And I realized, well that's 1020 East Waco Drive. Lord, we declare that you want to take and pour out your glory in a little tent, in a little city called Waco, Texas, located in the heart of Texas. God, take the heart of Texas. You're welcome, Father. Gather the nations to this place. Gather the
7: nations to this place.
0: Pastor Nikki, the worship team, I I, I feel the Lord's delight on the cry of worship on this house.
7: I declare that Waco shall be saved. I declare Waco shall be
8: saved.
2: There's going to be so many conversations in years to come. Remember the tent. Remember the days of the tent.
0: God has called Mercy Culture to East Waco to bring down the stronghold of racism.
13: Because you were willing to go after the
0: least
2: of these, I'm going to give you the rest of these.
7: God says tonight, I shall make my power both seen and heard in this city.
2: I saw waves of his presence flowing out of this house.
0: MC Waco, this is the year that you will run and not grow weary.
2: And have we named the tent? It's the tent of miracles. This is the tent of miracles. This is the tent of miracles. This is the tent of miracles. This tent of miracles. Well, when you sing, there's going to be miracles. When you play hands, there's going to be miracles. God, Celeste, I saw you having vision, the people getting healed, I declare that Meetings, as you have said, but it is a tent of miracles. So, Father, we declare this is a year of expanding territory.
8: I love looking back on all that God has done. One of of my favorite ways to connect with God is through remembrance. And when I see stuff like that, it's like I get to encounter the Lord all over again. And if you noticed in that video, there was just declarations and prophetic words over and over and over. And that's because this is a prophetic house. This is an apostolic and prophetic house. And scripture says that prophecy is for the strengthening and encouragement and and comforting of others. And we're about to enter into a time, a prophetic time, uh, a time of presbytery. And all presbytery is 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 a corporate moment of multiple people prophesying together in one place. So we're going to enter into this time of, of presbytery, and we may, if if the Lord highlights someone in the room, we'll submit words to you. We may have words over the house, or maybe it's over our city, but I want to read the scripture before we get started. It's in 1 Timothy 4.14. It says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. Now, this is This is the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy, speaking to Timothy, and he's reminding him when the spiritual gifts came upon him. The the Holy Spirit gave him the gifts, but he's reminding it that, that it happened in a moment of presbytery. He's reminding him it was in the laying on of hands in a moment of just like this. So I just want to ask you guys to posture your hearts to receive. And if you would just stand to your feet, we're gonna begin to just ask the Lord to speak and we're just gonna hear and obey. It's easy to hear him in his presence and his presence is here. Before we even begin, Holy Spirit, I just ask that every word spoken is your word. Lord, we know it's so easy to hear you in your presence and you've been here all day. So I I just say, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Lord, I just ask that we'd hear your voice and we would just speak out whatever you say in obedience. Just to kick us off, I, I wanted to pray over an individual just to start this off. Lath, are you in the room? I thought I saw you earlier. Your wife's name's Joel, right? Joelle, come up too. Would you guys come up to the front? I think we may have had like one conversation together. I'm not really sure if it's been more than that. Um, but I, this whole week, I felt the Lord just bringing you up to me for whatever reason, just thinking about you. Just felt the Lord just highlight you over and over. And I I just wanted to submit this to you. I felt like the Lord said that he's raising you up as a, a leader in this house. Uh, he's raising you you guys up as leaders in this house, and I just wanted to pray over you, and if anyone else has any words, we can just begin to prophesy over them. Just hear the Lord say that it's not an accident that you're here. just ask that you would call up the the leadership that's inside them. Lathe over you what I just felt and this is what I'll submit to you is I just saw you you just impacting the city. I saw you impacting government and word I, I was hearing was steadfast and you're going to bring steadfast to chaos you're going to you're going to introduce the, the chaos of this world to the prince of peace and it may look a little bit different but the way that, that you'll do it is just by walking in and, and carrying his peace so Lord I just ask that you would establish Laith and Joel in this house, as leaders, in this city, as leaders. If you've been waiting for a commissioning, here it is. Lord, I ask that they would hear your voice more clearly than they ever have before. God, I ask that your peace would just overflow from them I just heard the Lord say, you are peacemakers, not peacekeepers, you're peacemakers. Hmm. Lord, would you just raise this family up? God, I ask for your blessing over them. family. Lord, and from this moment on, I just ask that they would be sent out and they would feel the strength of your Holy Spirit behind them. That's just what I feel is that you've, you've ran before, you've tried before, but now the wind is in your sails. The wind is in your sails. You're, you're running and it's like you're running downhill. So it might feel a little crazy. in his presence so we just bless them right now in jesus name we bless them we bless their household lord and i just ask for an abundance of your presence to just surround them would your hedge of protection surround them would your peace surround them would joy surround them would righteousness surround them in jesus name amen
7: something that the
6: Lord had given me during first service, but I feel like what just happened is supposed to happen. And the Lord highlighted Caleb and his wife. I know she's around here on a computer, on a camera. Julie, right here. Will y'all come up here? I'm just going to be obedient to the Lord and submit to you guys. Um, This couple is a very talented couple. And I know that they I don't, did you guys try out for worship? Okay, so they tried out for worship and they didn't make it through the process the first time. But I watched them, when they didn't make it, come and serve with everything that was in them, wherever they could, wherever they could be. And I saw you guys like a weapon in the Lord's hand. And what to you may have felt like being pulled back Lord, I have these gifts. I have these talents that I can be used in your presence. But he said, I want to do something different in this season in your life because I want to teach you something. Because when you walk through what you're about to walk through this last year, you're going to carry a new authority. And so I saw him draw you back, but wasn't drawing you back because you had done anything wrong. It was literally like an arrow in his hand. And he drew you back like a bow and then he drew you back again because of where he wants to launch you forward and he had to point you in the right direction and he had to break off some fear of man he had to break off some trying to please man break off intimidation lies of the enemy he just wanted to be with you. I saw him move the distractions out of the way just because he wanted to be with you and his face is turned towards you with such great pleasure. He is launching you this year. He is highlighting you this year because you have stewarded his presence in the field, in the secret place, in the holy place, he is highlighting you and he's elevating you and he is shooting you much further than you could have ever gone if you would have been elevated in the season in which you came. So Father, right now, will you stretch your hands toward them? We bless them. God, we bless them. We bless them in their coming we bless them in their going, Father, that everywhere they go, they will carry your presence. And where they carry your presence, Father, and you go with them, they will leave a residue. You talk about Peter, and when he walked through a room, how people would be healed in his shadow. God, there will be people who will be drawn to your presence just by them walking past them. What do they have? What is this on their life? So Father, I thank you for their yes, and I thank you for their obedience, God, even when it didn't make sense because it's gonna be so much greater than you could have ever dreamed or ever imagined for your life. And it goes further than even that. It is generational. It is generational, the fruit that is going to be birthed through the two of you because of your obedience and laying it down at His feet. He is going to birth through the two of you in a way that will never leave His presence. Your children and your children's children will never know a day outside of His presence. So Father, I thank you and I bless them today in Jesus' name.
9: a couple that's in this room if i could have stephanie and mark kentner come up here i just kept hearing in my spirit i don't know if y'all have met Brenda and james orth but they're called papa orth and mama in fort worth they are in fort worth yes um I just felt this anointing over the two of you in this house as father and mother. And I just see you, Mark, starting to wander the tent and prophesy over Uh, those you encounter. So God, thank you. Thank you for these parents of this house. Thank you for their hearts, Lord. And thank you for the prophetic voices that are going to break chains and loose freedom that are going to come through the Kentners. And Stephanie, I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. But I just kept seeing this giant round bathtub. And I said, God, what is that for? That's beautiful. But what is that for? And he said, Oh. That's Stephanie's birth center. I've prepared a way.
7: And so I heard the Lord
9: say, I've already brought the ladies who are coming to you to serve your house, and I'm building your birth center, so don't give up. Father, we love you. Thank you for this spiritual midwife, but this physical midwife that she's going to plant roots here in Waco and serve the mamas of this city and that she's going to have an outpouring of those who love to do the same. We love the Kintner family.
8: Real quick, I just want to add, Mark, I walked by you earlier. I think it was between services. You passed me right over there and I literally heard pops. And I almost said something to you about it, but I was like, oh, "That's kind of weird. I never really called him Pops before." Um, but I feel like the Lord just wanted me to tell you that, like He was already speaking before my wife even said, and I and just identified you guys as spiritual parents. And even as as she's praying, I looked over, and your actual children are are sitting right at your feet. And I I wanted to bring awareness that it's, this is literal fruit of of your. Your spiritual parenting of your of your physical parenting, and that there is great fruit and there is more to come, and we just call it out right now, and we say that every God, we just ask for many children for Stephanie and Mark, many spiritual children, because they will steward them well. Look at what they've done with their natural children. Just hear the Lord say, "You will steward them well." Jesus name
0: come on just lift your hands in the presence of the Lord come on just lift your hands in his presence today the Lord is breaking off resistance hesitation and inhibitions 1 Timothy chapter four, verse 13 says, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of their church laid their hands on you. I heard the Lord say to remind you, mercy culture, of what God has called you to do. Mm. The Bible says that love keeps no record of wrong, but the enemy meticulous records of every wrongdoing he is the antithesis of love what i felt the lord saying was for some of you this hesitation this resistance to stepping into your purpose has been because of the voice of the enemy has been whispering in your ear remember what you did Remember what they said about you. Remember the past hurt. Remember when that other church said this and then this happened. Remember when that leader manipulated and hurt you in this way. He is the accuser of the brethren. And he is a liar. So, Lord, I speak truth. Come on, receive it. Receive it. I speak the truth of the word over Mercy Culture Waco. God, release, break hesitancy off of them, Lord. Release your people to impact this city. The Lord said there are, uh, the Lord says there are housed visions being birthed out of, the, out of this house. There are many of you, God has called you to ministries and you've been hesitant and you've been holding back and you said, I can't do it and I'm not righteous enough and I'm not holy enough and I don't have this and I don't have that. And this today, God is breaking off the lies of the enemy. He's breaking off the hesitancy. So God, I prophesy that they will touch this city and this region I prophesy that your sons and daughters will answer your call, Lord. They will go into the schools and see change and revival sweep throughout Waco ISD and Beverly Hills schools, and 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 Hewitt and and Woodway and and China Spring and Lorena and all of the surrounding areas. God, I prophesy that your sons and daughters will go into the business community. They will bring presence-driven businesses and intercession and prayer into that community, God, and see change. I prophesy that your sons and daughters, Lord, will go into the creative community. The creative community that so many have had a mixture a little bit of jesus and a little bit of sage and a little bit of witchcraft and a little bit of this and they'll bring in righteousness and holiness and presence driven creativity i declare it in jesus name release your people god begin to thank him. Come on, just lift up your voice and thank him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for chains that are breaking off of people. Some of you are a little older, but I I mean, I, I can hear the lies of the enemy just a little older, and you the enemy has been saying it's too late for you, and you missed your window of opportunity, I rebuke the lie in the name of Jesus. We need you in this house. We need you. We need the gifts. We need the mothering and fathering, anointing that's on your life. We need you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. Uh, we thank you for this year. As Pastor Jordan said earlier, we thank you that you're just getting started in this house and in our lives.